I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We turn our attention to the U. University of Miami last weekend uh, takes it to 2-0. Kind of a struggle, first half struggle. Uh, but certainly um, getting things together. Well Played well defensively. And uh, this is the first big test on Saturday evening, 9 o'clock start in College Station, Texas A&M. David Wilson covers the Hurricanes for the Miami Herald. He's kind enough to join us. Uh, David, thanks so much uh, for taking the time on a Monday evening. Uh, I know when you and I talked on Saturday, kind of a tough first half. Miami regrouped, scored 30 points, and uh, as they say, got out of Dodge. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I think there's a lot to nitpick with the offense. And, and, you know, it kind of starts, I feel like, with Tyler, right? And he was pretty, after the game, he was like kind of pretty hard on himself. And you could just see he was not his usual accurate self. Um, you know, if he was playing to the standard, we got used to seeing from him. Uh, it's probably a, a different game. Obviously, he throws an interception early, misses a couple throws on third down on the, the first quarter. So I, that, I think that contributed a lot to the slow start, and he's kind of the least year worried. So, you know, ultimately, not like a A-plus performance, but like you said, got out of Dodge, did enough. And yeah, if they play better, uh, we, then they got a shot this weekend. Yeah, well, we saw it on Saturday, uh, Marshall going into South Bend and beating Notre Dame, and we saw uh, Appalachian State, which I guess uh, when they beat big-time teams or play with them, it's not an upset anymore because they felt that they should have beaten North Carolina, and if you watch the game, they had their chances. I mean, it (laughs) it was like a basketball score, actually, but... They could play with people, so that wasn't really – I don't think it was a total surprise at uh, Texas A&M because they played well on defensive defense, and I think A&M's still trying to find themselves. You're taking two teams. One comes off a loss. One comes off an average first half and not a, the greatest game. Um, what do you like this weekend? I mean, this is, a, this is interesting to see what's going to happen. Miami's first – away game uh and a lot of these kids have never you know let alone play in front of 40 50,000 they're going to be playing close to 100,000 at uh, college station uh what are you expecting now Miami's got to run the ball obviously uh, to kill time and to keep the ball out of uh, A&M's hands uh you think that's a good uh, game plan going in yeah, that was actually kind of a big topic of conversation today when the coordinators and Coach Mario Cristobal spoke, and I actually wrote about it today in the Herald. Um, you know, tech, Appalachian State forced Texas A&M to run 38 plays on Saturday, which, you know, that's not going to happen. That's like a half of a modern college football game now. But, it, like, it's the blueprint a little bit when that when Texas A&M, you know, they got Devin A. Chain, who's an all-American track and field uh, performer as their running back. Like, they're, like, they're really explosive. And I think Miami's kind of setting the, the stage to do, you know, we've seen they're running for about five and a half yards per carry so far this year. Obviously, against not great competition, but it just feels like anytime they, they run the ball, they can get yardage. Henry Parrish just breaking breaks tackles very well for a guy his size. Obviously, that's kind of Thad Franklin's M.O. So, yeah, I would not be surprised. They've, they've, they've built this run-heavy identity through two games. I know it's only two games, again, against not great competition, but... I think you're right that that is going to be 
a big part of the game plan uh, in College Station. Yeah, you know, Dave, I I kind of laugh when people say, "Well, they're not showing everything." Eh, yeah, I'm I'm not a big believer in that, uh, especially when you're a team that comes off a seven and five uh, record last year. You're trying to establish players at every position. You'd think that you're gonna try everything possible, especially offensively, to get some continuity. But somehow, some way, I think that the tight ends have been kind of like sheltered. They haven't gotten either yeah. of them really untracked. I think both of them could, and you've watched them practice, you've watched them play, that both Arroyo and, and Will are two guys that can break a game open because they have that ability, they create mismatches. Have you thought maybe that may be something that Miami had been holding back, uh, is throwing yeah. more to the tight ends? Well, I will say, I think on, on Saturday, two of Tyler's like, more memorable misses were actually to Will Mallory. I had one in the, the seam that I think would have been a big gain. But, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it kind of feels like Will Mallory. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but we know he was limited a lot throughout training camp in that red jersey. kind of feels like he's probably on like something of a pitch count, basically, in these uh, early season games. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, and they, you know, they just haven't thrown it a lot because, like, why would you? They're, they're trying to establish this run identity. Um, like you said, are they are they hiding things? I mean, sure, they have not used their whole playbook. They're two weeks into the season, sure. but they threw, they've ran a flea flicker. <laughs> like it's not like they're they're yeah, doing the most vanilla too. game plan in the world. Like they're 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 running it because that's what their identity is going to be. That's Josh Gat. You know that is they do creative things in the run game with pulling and all that kind of stuff in a way they didn't last year, um, and that's what Josh Gattis wants to do. And it's you know he, he's definitely a believer that that sets up the pass game and. You know, they're, if if they get into a shootout at some point this season, if it's this weekend and Texas A&M is ripping off 60-yard touchdowns and all that speed they have out there, then they're going to throw more because they have to. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I don't think they're, like, hiding things necessarily. No, no, I wouldn't think so either. David Wilson joining us, Miami Herald, and covering the University of Miami. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, they've gotten beat the last couple of weeks on long plays, too. Uh, obviously, receivers, Bethune kids were a little bit taller, 6'4", 6'5". Same thing last weekend, 6'2", uh, 6'3", type of receivers. Uh, they're getting – remember, Mesidor wasn't in this past week, and he was really one of the top players on defense the week before. Um, defensively, uh, are you kind of satisfied what you've seen tackling-wise uh, through, throughout the first two games? Yeah, I think so. It was a little rocky right at the start, but I bet you could say that for pretty much every team around the country, tackling-wise. Um, I thought, you know, they, they went into the Southern Miss game basically expecting Southern Miss to run the ball a ton. I mean, Frank Gore Jr. ran for 178 yards the week before. They really shut down the run game, and that was the priority. And, yeah, they got beat on a couple couple bombs. Um, and I, I think you can definitely, if you're trying to pick a, a weakness right now with this defense, you might say some of those cornerbacks have not had uh, the best start to the year, but I think like schematically tackling wise, um, executing their priorities, I think they've been pretty good. Um, they got obviously a couple stars up front, especially when they stick James Williams in the box. Um, but they, you know, coaches always say uh, left meat on the bone with regards to offense. It kind of felt like they did that with regards to defense. A couple of interceptions dropped or, or opportunities missed. Um, so I think I think 
the one concern I have is going up against those bigger receivers because they, they've gotten beaten on, on some of those 50-50 jump balls so far. Yep. Again, yep. against lesser competition, not that those wide receivers are necessarily lesser. Like those, A couple of those guys are really good receivers. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that is the one nitpick. But just like that, kind of the fundamentals of the defense, I think, have been, been all right for the most part. As far as, like again, two weeks, inferior opponents, hard to judge at all. But I think they've yeah. executed the game plans pretty well. And special teams wise, I mean, they, we finally got a chance to see a punting game last week. First, first game, uh, we didn't get a punter, but they, but we know Borgalis is a, he's pretty much automatic. Uh, you know, he's done a great job. He's matured. He's got a stronger leg now than ever and more accurate. Um, so going out there this week, I think both teams, uh, you know, kind of have that proverbial chip on their shoulder. No one believes in Miami while a and is going to try to, you know, try to make amends for uh, for Nick, uh, what they didn't do last week against App State. David, I can't thank you enough for dropping by. Um, we'll see you, I know, somewhere, high school, college, uh, kind of looking forward to this season. It's already shaping up to be a good one, and uh, we'll definitely hook up with you again. Yeah, all three levels of football in South Florida seem pretty fun right yeah. now. Dolphins yeah. get the win. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. seems look great. So, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, David. I appreciate it. Of course, anytime. Good stuff. David Wilson from the Miami Herald. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.